you are in the perfect place at the divine time to be touched by a horse. Here's your hosts, Melissa Pierce and Dane Cheek. Hi, everybody. Thank you. It's Melissa. And this is Dane. He's with me today. I hope you've been enjoying the interviews with the graduates that I've been doing. I do love doing this the most with my sweetheart, but we've been interviewing some really cool grads. I'm not going to start naming names because if I forget somebody, their feelings will be hurt. But each and every interview was unique and different. They're offering their services in a unique and different way and from all over the country. And so, yeah, that was just a lot of fun. And I'll continue to do those and hope that for our listeners that those interviews are interesting and maybe even piques your interest enough to go see somebody so to go go experience the work that we do so my gosh this fall is going so quickly isn't it yeah it's going real fast and we're supposed to get our first snow Oh, that's Monday. right. Yeah. 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 It's shifting. So today as we're recording this at 75 degrees out, it is stunning. Blue sky, really pretty. We've been outside a lot today and it's a Saturday. And so tomorrow is supposed to be a high of 50 and then boom, we're into a cold week. So kind of kind of, Colorado, how that works, yeah. right? So the last time we did a podcast together, I mentioned that we were named as a gift from our community to us. They got us designated as a international world peace site on our ranch, which just means the world to us and and is very moving. And they painted this beautiful peace pole, P-E-A-C-E, peace pole. And I asked you to plant three more like it in the four directions and you got that done. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. The ground's like super hard out here. Because it's been so damn dry. Right. Not as hard as it will be after it starts snowing, so but they, it's hard. Yeah. So what are they going to use these poles for? That's my question. <laughs> what was that all about? So the first one faces, like it was really important to me that they angled toward the four directions, right? So you and I went over and over and over, making sure one faces the east and one faces the south, etc. And when the project's complete, which now it's on my shoulders to complete, Each poll will say the direction that they are and will give some cue words of what somebody standing facing that direction could bring in or manifest or meditate or give grace around or pray for or pray to or whatever, however they want to use it. So you might remember, I think you met my Aunt Barbara. Remember my Aunt Barbara? Yeah, I remember yeah. you were saying she worked at the Hopi Reservation. Yeah, she. my uncle Tex was a principal for a boarding school that served both the Navajo and the Hopi tribes. In Arizona, those two tribes have a have two reservations that back up to each other near Loop, Arizona, and that whole area. And my aunt taught at the school, and he ran the school. And this was back in the day when America and the government felt that the best thing the government could do for the Native children was to turn them into white children, basically, is what the goal was, was to have them not speak their language, not have their own traditions, that if we put them all in boarding school at five years old and taught them English and taught them 
the principal ways of the largest population, that that would somehow fix all the problems. And we've had difficulties with the Native Americans or indigenous people ever since we started to boss them around and take their land and lie to them. So, you know, it's like one of those. Ever since we've been a bully, we've had a problem with it. So my uncle thought that it was a very bad idea. He didn't agree with the idea. And his fastest way to be an activist in it was to use his professional career to become the principal of this boarding school. And my aunt would teach there. And what happened was that they, because they figured nobody's going to be watching exactly what we're doing out here. So they invited the families in because these mothers were heartbroken to have these children taken out of their home and raised in this different way. So they did kachina making and they brought them in for dances and ceremonies and like all these different things uh, for about eight years. And then the jig was up. I don't know how they got ratted out, but they got fired eventually. And two years later, that whole program was over anyway on a national basis. But during that time, my aunt had the privilege and honor of really getting to know both the Hopi and the Navajo at a deep and personal level, really at a level that very few people outside of the tribes get an opportunity to do. And I was, I think I was in first grade, between kindergarten and first grade, when I went and spent a summer with my aunt on the reservation. Not a whole summer, but quite a bit of one. And you know, little kids, we don't know. So I saw other kids to play with and played and I saw other kids to do make believe with and did that. And I didn't have that upbringing of, oh, you're different from me. So I don't want to play with you. I had the upbringing of we're all five. You know, that's what we have in common is we're five years old, which means we could go have a lot of fun doing this and doing that and, and all of that kind of thing. So during that time, my aunt then for years after that, if I asked her questions about things for my Flagstaff land, which my Flagstaff ranch was on indigenous land is we're all living on some tribe's land, right? Every every place in America used to be an indigenous native uh, territory. So she she brought some of this home to me. And I have always had, I suppose, the personal mindfulness. I don't have any Native American blood in my body, but I've had the mindfulness and I thought it was a very beautiful belief system to look at nature through the eyes of the four directions. And so someone standing, back to your original question, someone standing facing the pole that says east, they may be contemplating, meditating, praying, whatever it is they want to do, facing east, that is the direction of beginnings. And you can remember that because that's where the sun comes up. So it's the new day, something brand new, the child, the baby, the birthing a new project, the appreciating learning something brand new. And so that direction represents that. And many times we have students here that are beginning this brand new journey with us. And it's going to be a two to two and a half year journey. And and so they would be able to stand and really stand in the fullness of what that means to them. Now, at other times in our life, we are facing West. And one of the poles will say West. And West is 
the thought of the adolescent, or if the seed is planted in the east, if you think of it as a crop, the seed is planted in the east, the shoots begin to come up out of the ground in the west. So the west is adolescence. The west is getting started in a project, maybe the second year of a new business, or, you know, midway through something that's important to you, or If you faced the East when you got engaged, you might face the West when you're a newlywed. So it's moving it forward that far. The South, with a pole that will say South, that is where people stand and face and take in the acknowledgement that if the East plants the seed and the West is when the crop is growing and the shoots are coming out of the ground, the South is when it's at fruition or harvest time or uh, adulthood, where somebody's in their 40s and they're feeling like they're raising their children or they're midway in their career and they're feeling that fullness of being a grown adult. Um, Not a 20-year-old adult, but a true, you know, adult adult. And things, projects that you take past the seeds of the beginning, say a new business, past the point in which the business has the initial growing pains and now you have the repeat customers and your business is flowing and you know what to expect in in your business that would be facing the south it's harvest time the north is considered the sage the direction of the sage or the wise ones or the third lane of life or our older seeded years, our wisdom years, and many times where the ground is empty and the ground is ready and preparing for the new seeds to come. So that ground is not empty. It is resting. It is ready to go fallow and ready to rest and become tilled and stirred up and ready to help the new seeds grow. So that would be grandparenthood if you liken it to ages. It might be retirement for someone. It might be a business that somebody's contemplating selling or closing or ending. So it's that it's that sage time in life when everything you've learned through all those years comes to pass. And I find it a very rich time of life. I've enjoyed each stage of that for me. And I would say I'm in my third lane. You are as well. We're in those years of hopefully what we've learned and what we've done. We've sown, we've harvested, and we're ready to enjoy and ready to have the payoff of that and ready to share what we've learned to anyone who's interested. So that's what they'll use that for. And the, how many feet apart are the poles, just to give people a... Uh, from center, they're five meters. <laughs> from the center. If you stood in the center of the diamond... They're five meters out to each pole. Yep. How, what's that in feet? I'm an American. I'm an English girl. They tried to teach me the metric system when I was a well, child. I did 10 meters because that was something that we used, uh, a measurement we used in rugby. So. Oh, well, I also, I also wasn't a rugby player. So what is that in feet, baby? Yeah, it's like 10 yards, 5 okay. yards. Okay, yeah. so they, they can more. get an idea yeah. of of the size of it. It's not enormous, but it's enough that if we had somebody standing at each of the directions, there's plenty of room for them to have privacy and to bring that energy in. So knowing our community, you're going to see them out there a lot. They're going to enjoy that space, I think, quite a bit. Well, I can't wait uh, for the incoming students or regular visitors 
to go out there and paint the other poles. Right. Well, I have a certain thing I need to paint on them before I turn them loose on it because I want to paint the directions on them first. Like so. the end? For what? Yeah, so I'll don't yeah. don't worry about it. You've done your part. You've done your part. Now let go of the project so I can make a mess out of it. So that'd be good. Well, let's see what else has been going on. Well, we welcomed two more what I call littles yeah. to the farm. Welcome two more littles, tiny and archer. archer. Yeah, Ar- archer is tinier than tiny. Yes. Yes. Tiny is the little fat mini donk, just absolutely precious and adorable. And he's out there in our paddock today. We have about a five to seven acre pasture that are what we call our littles live in. And he joined that herd today. He's been here a couple weeks. We wanted to let him settle in and kind of get to know the place and get to know the night animals that walk through and what our feed schedule is and who everybody is. So he's paid attention to all of that. And today he went out to make friends with all of them just absolutely so well. And even our little wild mule, Grace. And Grace doesn't make friends easily. Right. I think she might have mistaken Tiny for Bitsy. No. I th- Well, no. <laughs> because There's, they look so much alike. They're way yeah. smarter than that. Yeah. But I, I really think she loves Bitsy so much. She's a miniature mule. Bitsy's a miniature donkey. I think Grace loves Bitsy so much. She kind of gave that that permission over to, to, to Tiny, you know, kind of right. said, all right, if you're a cousin of hers, you, you must be okay. Well, I saw the video where Tiny was like, as soon as she got in the pen, she was like kicking out at everybody just you to know, let her know. And yeah. you remember that with Bitsy. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think that they do that. I think they just say, just so you know, I can kick if I need to. She didn't kick anybody, but she kicked out. He kicked out to let them know that, you know, I do have defenses. And then it was over and they all had a little meal together and they've walked around and explored the pasture. So it's very fun to see him out there. And Archer is, I think, 20 plus years old, little miniature horse, absolutely adorable. You can look on our Facebook and and see their photos and stuff. Absolutely the cutest little thing. And he does what's called quids, which is where their teeth as they get older kind of have a wave in their mouth and they can't chew food as easily or as fast as other animals can. So they need a little extra care. And he has Cushing's and Cushing's is a unfortunately fairly common uh, ailment in horses and so he's on percent he's on medication for it and so he takes a little more care he's more in our assisted living barn so we brought up Cracker Jack one of our little miniature horses to be his friend in the barn and they in two seconds they were best buds and they're doing great together and so we're we're real happy that they're making their way in here too and thank you to Sandy who sent them to us Sandy has been a long-term animal communication client of mine, and I respect how much Sandy has loved her animals, how much a part of their family, and how much a part of her that they've been. And when her big horse, Peaches, who was probably would have come in and watched Jeopardy in the house with her every evening if she had been able to, she was just a great friend to Sandy, and Sandy was a great friend to her, just a wonderful horse. When she needed to be euthanized, Sandy spoke to me about the fact that as she was aging, she may need to go into an independent living or an assisted living or live somewhere other than all this animal care and such and so she didn't know what she was going to do with these two little guys and 
She knew if she sent them to me, they had, and nobody else do that, by the way, as I'm saying this on an open podcast. No, we do not take people's leftover littles. But these for Sandy, what I knew is she's had both of them for 20 years. That She is all they've known. Her home is all they've known. Her loving care is all they've known. And it was important to her and important to me. They'll be able to live the rest of their natural lives out here at our farm. They won't be sold to anybody else or given to anybody else or go anywhere else. They can stay together and they can live here and they can be safe and have the best of food and vet care and people here all the time to love on them. And so we're really happy we could do that for these two littles and for Sandy. And, you know, someday we'll be in that spot, you know, we'll be in the spot where we'll say, hey, what are we going to do with these animals? You know, some of these animals. And, And a shout out to Sandy. If she happens to be listening, we will not let you down there in a loving, loving space. We will do the best we can to take care of your animals. At all costs. Absolutely. And we hope you can come out and visit us too, Sandy. It's a, a long trip for you as well. But this super farrier, her name's Megan, and she teaches farriership and all. She was coming to Denver and she trailered him out here and took her time because they're both older. And when they got here, they were exhausted. So they spent the first week pretty much sleeping and kind of looking at each other like, what the heck just happened? And they've gotten tons of attention from everybody that's on our farm, which there's always people on our farm. And so they've had a really great welcome committee, and we allowed them to just kind of be for a couple of weeks. And now they're now they're acclimating in and meeting their other and friends. And she is also a, a farrier specifically for donkeys, correct? Yeah, Megan is. She's amazing. And yeah, her, that was her specialty. So she actually shared a lot with me around that in our in our brief meeting when she was dropping them off and and what a loving way she as she brought them across country she kept looking for places where she could stay the night and they could stay the night right so that's not easy with two little animals but she found some very unique and wonderful places one was a place that had seven young children like 10 and under kids they took one look at tiny and archer and they were like oh my gosh we have to brush them and hug them and i mean what a fun reception for the animals and the kids they had such a good time and megan had the the heart to just let them play and play and play and play and play so that was pretty fun Touched by a Horse offers three comprehensive programs giving you the ability to have the career you've always dreamed about, working in partnership with the magic of horses. Our equine facilitator program provides you with the skills to build a thriving business hosting group experiences with horses. Our equine gestaltist program prepares you to open your own private gestalt practice in partnership with horses. And our master equine gestaltist program builds your gestalt skills both in and outside the round pen. All of our programs include in-depth live classes, business growth training, and a supportive community of herd members to collaborate with and learn from. Visit our website at touchedbyahorse.com to learn more about which program is right for you and your healing herd. Then when they ended up here, I had, how many people did we have here? 12, 12 or 14 people for the equine facilitator camp. Right. Your first live <laughs> camp for e- equine facilitator. Right. 
So we, we were right in the middle of that. We knew when she was going to show up, but we were right in the middle. It was the middle of the day, middle of the afternoon, right in the middle of that. And everybody was excited to see these two new littles. And so Megan walked them right up the aisleway of my barn. And here came these 12 loving women and myself over to greet them to go, hey, welcome, littles. I don't know what they thought, but they were like, oh boy, this right, is this right. is a lot of people again, but they, they love the attention, that's for sure. So back to your equine facilitator program, the live yeah. session, how, yeah. how do you think that went? I think it went really well. The three programs we have, equine facilitator is for people who would like to partner with their horse to do workshops, whether it's workshops with families or small businesses. I've done it with, for instance, the staff of Denver Post and Boulder Architects and, you know, different places, hair salons, whatever it is. And so it's fun work. It's not the trauma recovery work that I do in equine gestalt coaching. So I wanted to, it's a nine month program and a ton of fun and people can go out and make a lot of money to support their horse and support themselves doing it. And it's easy for them to do. They don't have to train hard for two years and take a big exam like my big program is. And so it was fun. I think some of the people that were in that live camp is optional. And some that came to the live camp were people that are trained in my equine gestalt. Others had met me for the first time right then, live right then. And it was a time of laughter and fun and production and learning all these different experiences that I've created for the program. And we ran through all 18 of them and just had a blast. There was, there was way more laughter than tears or a few tears, but way more laughter than tears. Big empowerment session. It was, it was really fun. What a great group of people. Well, you went out to dinner with us. We went out that one night yeah. for Mexican food. And I know you always deliver, over deliver, <laughs> over deliver. Yes. Well, thank you. And they were very helpful because this was the first year of this new program. And so I have done these things for 30 years of my career. If you put, if you told me there were 20 people standing in my arena and they wanted me to do these, ex, you know, do something with them for five hours. Sort, sort of like a bonding event. So yeah, like I did that realtor group that came out. Exactly. 40, 40 realtors came out from, from a high-end uh, boutique realty uh, in Denver. And I can do that stuff in my sleep. I've done it so long. So then you take something that, that I've done that well and try to write it down and put words to it. So what we learned was that what I had written down as prompts for them to do in the original sort of recipes for doing an experience had the bones, but it didn't have the real meat of what I say. So they took notes like crazy. We've now readapted all 18. This next year, which will be the second year of the program, it is buffed up. All of the video is done. All of the experiences are there. I think there's a 110 different elements on their what's called their dashboard. 
Um, all the intensives will be done by mid-November. So it's it's a polished up program. And I'm grateful to these initial students that went through, 32 of them that went through the first year, because they could tell me, you know, well, I don't understand this, or, or gosh, you say it this way, I'd rather have that note in here, or, you know, whatever it is for them that they needed to know, which was a huge help for us. We are, by the way, taking contracts on that now. We've got, I think, 20 people enrolled for April 2023. If you're interested in it, reach out to us. We'll send you the information. And um, it's a lot of fun. But the live camp was fun. Right. It was so really it sounds fun. sounds like to me like that the live camp, especially for a person like me learning, there's a lot of, lot of value to it. It's a lot of application to yeah. it. Yeah. I'm going to say that the students who didn't come to the live camp are going to be able to do everything that's included in the program just fine. It is not necessary. It's not required. Does it fill in the blanks? Probably. Does it build some confidence? Yes. But we had actually one gal there where you met her. Her name was Donna. And she had already done a day. She wanted to do a day before the live camp to see what she didn't know, right? So she invited her employees out. And she had 20, oh, yeah. 23 oh, yeah. employees yeah. out. And she did two or three of the different experiences. And the day rocked. She just did the, a terrific job at it. So she said, I want to tell those who didn't come to the live camp, you absolutely can do this. Because we have video of all of it. And, and you know, you're very well trained by the time you're done with it. And most people will earn back the cost of this program in one workshop. You know, they'll go out and do one, maybe two workshops. And they'll have paid their whole tuition. So it's a good value and, and a lot of fun to do. Then I took a breath. I think I had a day off that middle weekend and I started into the three weeks we're in the middle of now, which is the Gestalt coaching method. That's my master's program. People that are certified practitioners of EGC, equine Gestalt coaching. Now they're back to learn the deeper, what I think of as holographic (laughs) Gestalt. So we just finished the first week of that. That was a blast. And I sent you, Dane, a video of the group working our labyrinth. I know. Which was I, so I fun. thought you guys never used that thing. I know, we do, absolutely. But it's so fun. At Summit, they painted a lot of different stones. It's all laid out. You did a great job of laying that thing out for us. And it's all laid out. It's a pretty complex, large labyrinth. And then over time, I have the different groups as they come in paint a stone. So this GCM group painted 12 more. Nice, um, nice. And our, actually they did 14 because one person did two and a neighbor did one. And then the summit did a bunch. We had a ton of them done but there. But I, I know there's still plenty of stones left. Well, I've got two more GCM camps okay. this time. So we'll get, we'll get another 25 of them probably done now. The only know? thing that I don't like about the GCM camp is that I pretty much miss the students all the time. Yeah. You know, because you guys are like focused eight hours a day. We're focused. (laughs) We are very focused. They noticed that and asked, and that's why I made you come down and sit in our closing round. Oh, you 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 didn't make me. Yeah. So big shot. What did you do at the closing round when they're all saying how beautiful the week was and how great it was? What'd you do? I shed a few tears. You you did. You did. I love it. You know how I roll. I love you. I do. And it was very sweet. You were very moved. Do you remember what you were moved by? Like, what'd they say that... I looked over and you were crying, and I, I thought, uh-oh. But what what was it that you heard? I don't know. I, I think it's just more of the personal empowerment that yeah. people 
have you know gathered from the week of, mm-hmm. of training you know yeah. just working through things and believing in themselves exactly. more yeah. Yeah, yeah i get you i get you and they say incredibly beautiful things to me and to you about what the training does for them and and to each and other all of it yeah and to each other. yeah and to each other very definitely yeah yeah, the groups really bond tight. In fact, we have, I don't know if you know this, but we have last year's graduates of GCM. They're all meeting in Hawaii next week. Cheryl's going to go. Nice. So they're nice. all meeting together. The entire class that went through it are meeting in Hawaii. I think that's pretty special. Can so, we go? No, we're not going. Okay. <laughs> we're not going. We were not invited, but we're not going. <laughs> Maybe we can go spy on them. Yeah, there you go. Well, I think they're going, one, as a cohort, but also during the time when I'm finishing another GCM class up, so that won't be. Maybe I'll just go. Hey, no. (laughs) That's not fair. That's not right. Email me if you think that's wrong. (laughs) For sure. What else have we done? Well, today we, we went out for some yummy Mexican food. I needed a day kind of down and away and not thinking about work. But we drove over to our good friend Cheryl Hill and Rich's place. Yeah. And Cheryl, you know, Cheryl's dad used to own that property. She bought it from her dad. I, that I love that property. Yeah. yeah. It looks out to a mountain, but I don't know what mountain that is. What mountain Pikes is that? Pikes Peak. Pikes Peak. That's right. Yeah. The famous Pikes Peak. And um, it's kind of rolling hills. It's on the plains, but has those really pretty mountain views. And then they have built, well, to, to be fair, Rich and his company build things like airport terminals. You know, he knows what he's doing. Yeah. So he has a lot of yeah. experience. It's not like a guy who looked on YouTube. How do you build a large indoor arena, steel indoor arena? So this thing is built, it's built to stay, right? Yeah. I love it. I love it. <laughs> it's going to be there a million years. It's beautiful. It's, it's like a barn dominium type place. Right. I yeah. don't know what size that is. I'm going to have to ask her, but I'm going to say 300 literally square. 300 square. I think, you know, I, I may be wrong, but it's big. Might be more. Yeah. Yeah, it might be. Yeah. And it's a big steel building with the big steel trusses and all of that. There'll be stalls all along one side, box stalls all maybe, along one maybe. side with runs out the back with waters and such. It's... I don't know what percentage finished you would say that is. I'm going to say it's 85% finished on the whole project. They're doing maybe 80%. Yeah, yeah. I'm backing it up. Maybe 75. But but it, it it's looking great. It's amazing. And you and I walked through it when just the the skeletal structure was up of right. the metal building. And what they've done, I think it's a lot of horsemen's dream and that's why I'm mentioning it. Not everybody would want this, but a lot of people would. At one end, they've built exterior doors into the building. One is into their home. It's a two-bedroom home with a beautiful kitchen. We saw her countertops and her cabinets are in and they're laying the floor today. And it's just going to be so sweet. And then you step out the back door of her home right into the arena. So, you know, right at the stalls, right at the tack room, right into the arena. When you walk the other way to the other corner of the front of the building, it's their offices for their staff assistant, Rich, and for Cheryl, this big, beautiful office space 
that they'll have in there for operating their businesses. And then there are stairs on the inside of the indoor arena that go way up top. And they've built this incredible room that will be her group room for when she conducts gestalt groups and people are on site for retreats and that kind of thing. It's fabulous what they've done. And they've done most of that work themselves. I know. You know, yeah, two of them. And yeah. That's, that's a huge undertaking. With literally Cheryl learning to do things she had never done before. Right, Drywall right. and mud and, you know, really yeah. learning Good to all have those things. She's like so capable. Oh yeah. So and capable. he's taught her a lot yeah. and, and their relationships going strong. So, you know, that could be a potential Disaster. Disaster. <laughs> for a relationship, right? Yeah. Because you, you could be like, don't tell me how to do that or whatever. I'm sure they've had moments of that, but they're such a great couple and really fun. And we're very excited to see for them. They're hoping, of course, before winter, their horses are on property, but they'll be sleeping there. They'll have their house done enough that they'll be able to live there. And and uh, and then next spring, she'll really get rocking and rolling on her private practice. She's already seeing people, but really truly uh great for for them so that was so fun to get yeah, some time yeah. to go over we and to Rich, see but them. it was great yeah, to see Cheryl and, yeah, it was yeah so fun and you know I, I've built indoor arenas or I haven't physically built them but I've had indoor arenas twice built and it's a huge job no matter how you do it but lots of design choices and a lot of ways to make it where it's less um, work oriented. You know, you can make them where they're really simple. I think that's what they've done. That's what I always try to do and make it where it's not constantly labor intensive and the horses are safe and everything is fun and, you know, really good for clients. He's a roper, so he'll be able to rope in there. So it's really cool. It's really, really fun to see. So been a, been a good couple weeks for us. Oh yeah. Strong couple weeks. Yeah. For sure. Well, we want to thank Hope Through Horses. Hope you didn't mind this uh, kind of just catching up on the gossip of what we've been doing lately. Hope you've been having a beautiful fall as well. The one of the founder, actually, of Hope Through Horses, Kelly Lamphere, will be in the house this week. She's finishing up and doing a big section of her Gestalt Coaching Method Master's Program. So it'll be really great to have Kelly here. I'm hoping I can sit in here with her one evening and do a podcast with her while she's on site. Nice. So, nice. yeah, I'd like everybody to meet her. She's fantastic. Thank you, Hope Through Horses, for your partial sponsorship of our podcast. And for the rest of you, if you're interested in any of our programs or you're interested in reaching out to me or you have a podcast request or idea on the topic of horses, therapy, gestalt, relationships, whatever, kids, whatever it might be, write to me at Melissa, M-E-L-I-S-A, at touchedbyahorse.com. Have a really blessed week and we'll see you again soon. Thank you. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Touched by a Horse podcast. If you'd like more information about anything we've talked about on the show today or our certification program, please visit our website at touchedbyahorse.com. That's touchedbyahorse.com. Or contact our office by phone at 303 303- 440-7125. Also, be sure to keep up with us on social media. We're at Touched by a Horse on both Facebook and Instagram. See you around the barn and on the next episode.